0: The back on the chair that I'm sitting in is so like aggressive that when I lean back to clap for our sound, I'm like in like a chamber.
1: But I like Angela it. has an like- old ke- like, uh, chair from the dining room of a keg restaurant that she yeah. sits on. I didn't, I
0: didn't originally know that they were from the keg because Dylan's parents were like, oh, this guy that we know has these chairs. Do you guys want them? They're pretty cool. And then we looked at the pictures and we're like, oh, those are cool. And then we got them and then they revealed that they were from the
2: keg. I was like, oh, I thought they were like old vintage chairs. <laughs> but they are not. Oh, they're actually from the keg. Yeah. I thought that was a joke. It kind of reminds no, me of, really you know, are. when you travel across Canada and there's those <laughs> giant chairs everywhere. Yes, yes. Mm. Is that like a worldwide thing or is that a Canadian thing? It must be a Canadian thing because I've never seen it anywhere else. Like the giant... Why gi- do... Well, it's because they're Muskoka chairs,
0: right? They're giant Muskoka chairs. But
2: Oh, so that's like the symbol of the North. It's like the
1: Canada's monolith. In the Skoku chair <laughs> monolith yeah what does that mean like the monolith that keeps like well now it's popping up popping everywhere. up everywhere worldwide it's like this sculpture and they just keep randomly appearing but and the like, metal sculptures just, they're like triangular yeah. prism- like?
0: triangular prisms made out of like sheet metal yeah. that are like eight feet tall or something and but they're skinny But like the original one popped up in the Utah Utah. desert and everyone was like, oh my God, what? And now they're
2: popping up in like France and like... Popping up like mysterious origins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're just appearing. Nobody knows where they're from, but people are speculating that it might be some sort of art installation
1: and or aliens. aliens. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's an art project. And then... Well, because it doesn't
0: seem like otherworldly materials. It's just like metal with like screws in it, you know? Doesn't sound too hard to... Put together. I mean, I- I'm here for it though. I'm quite enjoying the insanity.
2: They're okay. Sounds like something we could pull off. <laughs>
0: yeah, except we're what not international travelers.
2: What would be <laughs> what would be something like what's a mysterious object we can populate the earth with to like build the hype? Hmm.
0: The only thing that was coming to my mind, my mind was just going, orb, orb, say orb. <laughs> I was like, why?
2: Why? Uh, my initial <laughs> knee-jerk reaction was hate it, but then I thought about it like literally for a second and I love it. Like, newscasters, <laughs> mysterious orb, and then it, it has nothing to do with us, so that's just even funnier.
1: Yeah. Would the, it doesn't
0: w- represent us in any way.
1: Would the orb be reflective or would it be like see-through? I'm really trying. I not. was that's picturing something quite translucent.
0: I didn't even think about it. My mind was just shouting orb. It was no <laughs> details.
2: I was thinking scissors. Mm. Scissors. Interesting. No thought. Again, just literally popped. Just scissors up. I just went f- with what my brain <laughs> threw like up. Like Ainsley's
1: yeah. brain telling her orb or orb orb. Mine was just like vape vape vape. But that's because I'm ho- squeezing it in my hand <laughs> right now. <laughs> so unhealthy.
0: An orb <laughs> filled with vape smoke.
1: Yeah, that's good shit.
2: Jenna, maybe your news re- <laughs> New Year's resolution can be to cut down on vaping a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean... <laughs> oh, my God, Jenna! I, I have been making <laughs> resolutions. I used to make resolutions all the time. And then that's when New Year's became the most depressing um, holiday for me because I, just, I would be like, oh, wow, this is all the things I didn't accomplish. So I no longer set resolutions because...
0: Well, why don't you just set more realistic resolutions then? I mean, the ones I was setting were
1: pretty realistic.
2: (laughs) Give me just (laughs) out of curiosity, what's an example
1: of one? Um, one was to work out every day. That was a while ago. That's 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 not realistic. Pretty unrealistic, though. Nobody works out every Every day. day. Like, not even Olympians do that. (laughs) okay well i'm not i'm not sure if it was every day but and then also mainly quitting smoking was it for like five years i mean that's a tough one like
2: it's realistic but it's definitely a tough one you could Um, also just be like reduce the amount of smoke yeah like like. not until after lunch or something like that just to start Mm mm-hmm Okay,
1: thanks, guys. I will. Yeah, my resolution. You're not meeting your goals because
0: you're setting your goals too high. You have to lower those expectations, (laughs) and and then you'll feel better. Nothing
1: person, you know.
2: (laughs) I know, and then you're a nothing person.
1: I know. (laughs) I'm a person of extremes, as one of you said.
2: I I think I said that about Ainsley once. Oh my god! I just (laughs) whenever she's when she describes. (laughs) when she describes something it's either like the most fucking like ridiculous so fucking weird. like absolutely like unacceptable or like the fucking best like this is the best and even if something's mediocre it'll be the most fucking like mediocre that you fucking could ever the most middle the most even <laughs> it's always like to the extreme
0: that is 100 percent true that is how i treat everything in my life
1: <laughs> it, nothing
0: really- is neutral everything is forceful
1: <laughs> Everything is mocked. It was really interesting in that book that you and Sean lent me, Sonia, um, and they were talking about like the stories that we tell ourselves and tell other people and how we want people to perceive us. And it was talking about how people who like over exaggerate. Um, and I really thought about myself there. And then it was like, what, like, why are you exaggerating the truth? Because what perception do you want these people to have of you? And like, how are you just slightly rendering something? and then i really like i mean i always kind of knew i did that but it made it very clear and then every time i exaggerate i'm like oh my god this is the story i'm (laughs) and i have
2: a going joke about that because he i feel like a lot of guys do this like anytime a guy says like a number it's always you can just mentally either add more to it if he's trying to reduce it or subtract a bunch like yeah i paid like Thousand for it, like you just know he really paid five thousand.
1: Or like, or like we're gonna be there in ten minutes. Yeah,
2: (laughs) they're really gonna. It's gonna take a lot longer. Like it's so. Every time he says something, like yeah, there was at least like twenty dogs there. I'm like, how many were there actually? And he has to stop and think (laughs) and be like, okay, there was two. There was two dogs. (laughs) And like we like laugh and I'm like, why? But I guess it's just you're always thinking in terms of narratives, and it's like this person won't be interested unless there was twenty dogs. That's or you're trying dirty. to say like what it felt like emotionally <laughs> yeah. rather than what actually happened anyway. But yeah, it's true. All the men out there just chill chill just get out. They do shit like, together. About <laughs> I was talking
0: <laughs> mean to something. Dylan last night, actually, because I think the last time we were at Jade's, we had this discussion about men just doing good things inside the home, like, for example, cleaning the kitchen or doing the laundry. And we were just talking about it being like, how do guys not understand that it's literally like there's more time for sex and girls are hornier when everything's not a shit show like if you clean the house and i come home i'm gonna be like fuck yeah let's get her done you know
2: like it's <laughs> that's so true because you need to be relaxed exactly you got stuff on your mind mm-hmm. exactly you need to like, be like i gotta do all this shit and then you yeah. can't even cultivate horniness because if everything's in disarray and everything's
0: a mess then there's this permanent to-do list in your mind and you're and if you're the only, if you're the one doing the majority of ticking the boxes on that then you don't have a lot of time left over to like get in the mood or look at someone and find them attractive and want to fuck them rather than look at them and be like wow you put a plate of old eggs on the counter 3 weeks ago and it's still there you know
2: what is up with men and their saucy plates yeah. like you you go into a single man's room and he always just has like <laughs> saucy plates. plates not just plates but there's always the like sauce the is
1: hardened on there ketchup on them. <laughs> yeah, hardened it's so nasty and then there's like it's not 12 just like tidy
2: it's like un unacceptably <laughs> gross like not yeah. conditions for making love I'm yep. really
0: I'm really really bad with mugs like I literally am looking around my table right now and I have four mugs on it
2: am glad we got that out of our systems so now we can commence. <laughs> now we can get into the holiday spirit with our double double two trending cold though. hashtags terms whatever you want to call them over the past little while <laughs> Drum roll. (laughs) Mmm. Coffee. Big news. (sighs) Canadian celebrity. Oh no. It's out there. Hashtag Elliot. (gasps) You know who I'm talking about. Elliot Page. Breaking news. Breaking news. Elliot Page is now a man. Sean Sean came into my room the day of and he was just like what do you think of ellen page i was like huh i, I don't know she's okay i guess He was like she, she's she's elliot page now it's like
1: oh uh, yeah i issued okay. an emergency alert in our discord as i it was definitely <laughs> yeah. suitable emergency, for alert, it. emergency
0: alert and immediately when you did the emergency <laughs> alert i criticized it i was like no no fucking way what the fuck and you were like no, like Ainsley, is it is it fake news? Am I an idiot, or are you actually surprised? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, no, I'm no. stunned. And in, in hindsight, it's pretty obvious because pretty much all the butch lesbians are not that Ellen Page is so butch, but like she's definitely. But she did not wear baseball like caps and
0: plaids, so therefore <laughs> yeah, is which a These man. days is enough <laughs> yeah. to categorize someone
2: <laughs> as not female because. In 2020, gender roles are so strict that uh, if you don't conform to your, quote, gender, you must be the other
1: one. Yeah. I found... This is progressive somehow. But apparently you're not conforming, though, too. I found
0: this whole thing funny just because, like, everybody is now criticizing Elliot and whoever makes that Netflix show, Umbrella Academy, um, because she's remaining in the role that she plays in that show and the role is a female lesbian character. So there's major backlash now that she's trans and that that would mean that she would be taking a role away from a woman, I guess, and erasing lesbian representation. So it's all kind of a muddled and hilarious shit show. It's like these people want trans representation, but then have to apply the same bullshit to Elliot as they did to Scarlett Johansson and Halle Berry, who were fucking destroyed for con- like considering playing trans roles in the past. So the whole woke argument has just kind of like folded onto itself. And now everyone's being mad at her- at Elliot. I keep wanting to say well, Elliot Wait, Smith. who's
1: everyone? Are you talking about,
0: like, <laughs> Elliot is met
2: as a man now, so Elliot has male privilege. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, I don't
0: know. Wait,
1: so, but, you're, but the trans community, they're not the ones that are angry.
2: I don't know.
0: I've seen it. Like, I've kind of followed it online. Like, some people in the trans community are, are overjoyed that there's representation yeah. of a trans person being able to play just any role in TV, but then there's also people who are saying... That the representation should adhere to the sex that you are, and then the whole lesbian community is like, well, fuck this. This is a lesbian a woman lesbian role or whatever. And blah, blah. I'm just like,
2: fucking hell, guys. It's acting. It's, it, acting. Yeah, it's, it's acting it's acting This is acting. the purpose of it to be something that you're not. Like So wait, the trans supportive thing is to kick Elliot off the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I make honestly make don't sense. know. Like it's it's
0: <laughs> obviously arguments on on In each subgroup of woke people, um, there's arguments on both sides. Some people are like, just fucking leave her in, and then other people are like, no, this is this is terrible. But then but then you have to think about how this whole community treated Scarlett Johansson and Halle Berry, who literally didn't even take the roles, just considered playing roles of trans people in the past, and they were fucking crucified for it. And it's like now Elliot Page or whatever as a quote unquote man is taking this female role and it's just, it's just not treated in the same way, you know?
2: Yeah. Very
1: inconsistent. Also, it doesn't even matter because, she's already committed to the character like i'm assuming that she signed some contract with the studio to continue the show for however many seasons so like why would they take yeah. out a character i don't know and also i wonder
0: if that if that same thing like adheres to that though like if you transition is there like a clause <laughs> in tv <laughs> shows they're gonna have oh, to start gone, yeah. that clause
2: in because no, <laughs> it's, it's happening more and more i mean I, I saw this like ridiculous post that was like <laughs> it was a photo of when it when she was ellen and page um is that her was that her yeah, name? yeah ellen, ellen page, page. It's, it's getting not, also it's muddled it. now <laughs> i know it's very confusing um in trailer park boys when she was a kid and she was like wearing plaid on a bike and they were like obviously like who couldn't have seen the signs and i was like <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you freaks I like, let a girl plaid wear
1: plaid and isn't the whole like trans thing too i don't know it's you're supposed to be able to like quote unquote pass right but it's not like ellen's or sorry, Elliot's entire um, appearance is going to change it all. So it doesn't even matter if she continues on the show well, or not. That's
2: what I was actually wondering like, about yeah. because El- Elliot is very wealthy. So he is going to have access to like. The top, top, like surgery and all that okay. shit. So mm-hmm. if anyone
1: is going to be able to pass, it's going to be Elliot wants to. But I mean, all that would really change is that she would get a penis, which we wouldn't see anyway. Well, do,
2: sometimes when yeah. women
1: take testosterone, like they start to go bald and like. Well, I mean, she. I just wonder if <laughs> grow a, a little
2: fuzzy beard in. only
0: on their chin.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like obviously, do do what you want to do and do what you feel like you need to do. But I think it's very concerning that. Such a large proportion of lesbians feel like they need to transition to, quote, be themselves. When yeah, back yeah. in the good old days, you could just be a gender nonconforming conforming woman and, you know, just live your life. Yeah. Self. Not be but fucking judged
0: for every decision you make or every decision you now, don't make.
2: <laughs> yeah, now Elliot's going to be a lifelong medical patient. Uh, like Elliot also... For life expectancy or his... The whole sorry. announcement, too,
0: that he put on in, uh, Twitter or whatever was also... acknowledging all the privilege and that that they have or whatever but then it also went on to quote like there's a fucking horrible situation happening right now 40 trans women were murdered like blah, blah blah all this shit and it's like this is not like what like i get that people are being murdered yes that's a fucking problem but, like, why are you using your platform to announce to the world that, like, there's pointed murders happening of, like, trans women and it's, like, this huge fucking atrocity affecting the entire world. It's, like, it was 40 people and the majority of them were in sex work, which is a traditionally and forever will be a dangerous fucking trade. Like, let's not pretend yeah. that it's the ish. That's the issue. The issue yeah, here and- is men being pieces of shit. Like.
2: Yeah, and Elliot's not going to be the one who sex murdered. Yeah, <laughs> like, no,
0: not they, in any way. It's always
2: like people like Laverne Cox and like, I don't know, other well, like Caitlyn Jenner being like, they're murdering us. Yeah. And it's like, they're not fucking going to touch you. Yeah, you could sit like the you, fuck you down. Caitlyn Jenner, you can kill a person <laughs> and like no one's going to be able to touch you because you're fucking yeah. rich. It's like, that is not the group of trans people that has to worry. Yeah. Like, those are the super poor, like you said, the prostituted trans women it's a completely different issue and it's not because of quote transphobia it's like you said it's the context of sex work which mm-hmm. needs to be addressed and the poverty but uh i don't think wealthy celebrities like elliot are going to shine a light on that yeah me neither but, i don't know well, well, well it'll be interesting elliot. to see what types of roles <laughs> elliot gets yeah probably none now <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, she'll probably he'll probably make his own movie or whatever, right? Like it'll probably be shitty, but I'll watch it. Yeah,
0: me too. From Juno to Who Knows. You <laughs> know, good luck. Best Juno of that. luck,
2: Elliot. <laughs> yeah, that that's
0: an incredible movie.
2: Maybe Michael Sarah can come out as a trans woman and they could redo <laughs> Juno in their can opposite you Imagine. Roles. <laughs> I, I can imagine it so well.
0: I can't wait for okay. like weird movies to start coming out where Trans men get pregnant, and it's like this dramatic like Hallmark movie, you know? Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's only a matter of time. (laughs) Hashtag Canadian holiday traditions. Mm. So what? Are we in the Christmas spirit? So you just say what your traditions are? Uh, I think so. Like, list some some Canadian holiday traditions. Canadian
0: holiday traditions. Getting a tree, obviously.
1: My Christmas tree fucking fell down this week.
0: Well, it's a boom fatty, so I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a thick tree. <laughs>
1: she thick. <laughs> she toppled down the. other And day. what you get is a big mess in your living yeah. room. Um, driving around seeing Christmas lights, I guess. Yeah, going yeah. to that one
0: house that has the radio station. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, like Trans that Siberian Orchestra, <laughs> yeah. or or the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, okay. and like the beat. The lights on the house go to the beat of the song. Mm. That's always a fun time. What isn't there I don't think there are really any inherently Canadian uh Christmas traditions though, because Canadian is just like a melting pot of so many different European traditions that are pretty much all the same.
2: I think it's kind of like the American thing though, like um like t- having turkey on Christmas and Christmas Day, like mm-hmm. in like my family we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve and like Christmas day is like nothing. And it's like mm. very like birth of Jesus oriented and like very God oriented. Whereas Canadians, Jesus. obviously it's more about like um, food and just like, <laughs> not. it's more secular, like just family, not necessarily God and Jesus. Yeah,
0: that's true actually. Mm. But
2: maybe you guys can speak to that. I don't know how religious your families My are. My families are
0: not religious. So we just go and eat dinner. My mom and is new age
1: spirits. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's a certain type of religion. Yeah. Does she apply that to Christmas in any way? No. Besides, like, some of her gifts, I mean, no, no. Everyone right. gets crystals this year. Yeah, completely from, like, a <laughs> consumer standpoint, yes. I get amethyst almost every year. Um, <clears throat> but no, not to, like... I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, that's great. You know what else my mom gets us every year? is like, um, those fucking cards where it's, like, you just purchased... An education for a child in Africa. (laughs) Or, like, you just bought 10 sheep for a village here. And I'm like, thanks, mom. Like, I wonder where this money (laughs) actually went. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this really touching moment every year where my sister and I have to open them at the same time. And I'm just like, thanks, and have to get like fake teary eyed. That's really funny. You know what I'm terrified about? (laughs) Having
2: kids and like, having bratty kids that like tear through their presents really quickly and you know that old, I don't know if it was Jimmy Kimmel, he had that bit about where the parents pretend that they're uh they ate all the presents. Oh shit no, that's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, see, that's
1: where they ate all the presents. It's ate all the Halloween kids.
2: <laughs> that is the moment where I realize, <laughs> where I realized it's the wrong thing. That, that Wait, would be uh, a great bit though. <laughs> my guys, and do daddy it. ate the presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh and the kids are screaming they're like no and then every once in a while there's a kid that's like that's okay mommy like you can do that and i'm like fuck how do you make a kid like that yeah and not a kid like the fucking spoiled little wait actually yeah guys how does your
1: family orchestrate that because my mom i mean again it goes with her kind of ridiculous mindset but she makes everybody take turns to open one present at a time so gift um, unwrapping goes for like all morning because oh, and so it's like all of I as on you, yeah, whereas like Ryan's family just tears open every present and then thanks everyone after. But with my mom's, it's a very it's almost like a really it's yeah, it's almost like a religious practice where it's like thank yeah, you, oh my God. Um, we
0: did that um at my uh, grandma's house when I was younger on my dad's side. They would do that one person would be quote unquote Santa every year and they would wear the Santa hat and then pick one present at a time and give it out, which I find very nerve-wracking. Check but- this
2: out. Wait what? Every year we release the beavers into our homes to remove the Christmas trees. <laughs> no, no, Wait, funny. what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's the ha- a tweet. I was like the hashtag. I was just mentally
0: trying to he work out make what sense of relevance <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck?
2: Oh my God. <laughs> I like that though. I like that. No. Um, there's this one,
1: walking in a winter wonderland because your car is
2: frozen. Ooh, I actually that's literally
1: uh, 10 minutes before we started recording, I received from Amazon a pack or a delivery that I forgot that I purchased. And it's like um a new and improved snow brush for my car. And I think it's going to change my life. I really hope it does. Oh, man, you got to have a good snow snow brush. Because it's like, it's extendable and the brush is like horizontal. You know what I mean? And then there's like another side where you flip it over and just push the snow off. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm I'm really looking forward to using it. I'll let you guys know and give you a review.
0: I always forget. I, I don't know how I do, but every year when winter begins again, I somehow forget about having to scrape snow off. And it happens. And then it happens for about a month where every time that I go outside to get into my car, I'm like... Oh yeah, fuck! And I never <laughs> allot enough time for it, and it's like this huge learning curve every year where I have to get back into the process of remembering it, and then as soon as summer hits, I forget it all over again.
2: Every year, I always forget how like dark it gets early. Like every year, I'm like, "Is this really happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. is it? It's it five p.m. and it's dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, why is this happening? This isn't right." And it's like this happens every fucking year. Yeah. What is wrong? And you're, with and you? your but body for some reason, I just like. Yeah. Your body reacts to that
0: too and you just sleep for so much longer but you feel so inefficient and guilty about it but it's like no your body needs to do that. This is this is why this happens. You gotta, you gotta yeah, rest. Yeah, the
2: system isn't made to take into account the seasonal climates of our area because you are supposed to work your ass off in the summer and then you're supposed to hibernate. like enjoy your spoils in the winter and hibernate and yeah. save your energy. Absolutely. But like, but we
0: still have to do that nine to five, right? Well, not me. <laughs> not me either. No, me
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're, all pieces, so we're all Canadian
0: yeah. pieces of shit just <laughs> riding on the wave of privilege until d- COVID's we're
2: over. <laughs> we're all the, de- we're all the degenerate I was gonna but, say um, too one i do feel more, sorry for people who have to continue doing that one more thing that i think
0: actually is inherently canadian in the christmas season is for some reason during the christmas season you always see like crushed ornaments or like ribbons in the snow like no matter where you are you're like oh there's one or is that just me i think
2: that's. I, that's just i've you. never seen that <laughs> i see more like underwear and like <laughs> A single glove or something in the snow somewhere random. I've never seen a normal Oh, tobogganing. always oh, smashed r-
0: ornaments. Oh, yeah. Tobogganing's always a good time.
2: I haven't been tobogganing. I mean, I'm an adult,
1: so. I, Sonia. No, yeah, that's Sonia. no excuse. Yeah. Excuse- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just know, I'm immediately upset. I love tobogganing, but I have, like, really bad bladder control, as you all know. So it's like, I, <laughs> even as an adult, quote, unquote, I have issues when something funny happens on the sled. <laughs> i have
2: two i have two words for you covid vaccine it's coming (laughs) we're all gonna get pricked with a mysterious
1: we're all gonna shoot liquid substance
2: mysterious boy yeah
0: well canada canada approved the pfizer vaccine right so they're rolling that out but i think we're only getting like 150,000 vaccines or something so we won't even see that anytime soon
2: No, I'm guessing they're prioritizing old people and healthcare workers. Yeah,
0: vulnerable and then healthcare workers. Yet
1: that's fine with me. (laughs) Our friend works at a long-term care home, and she was like, "I'm a fucking guinea pig." You guys know what I'm talking (laughs) about. she's like i'm not
0: wrong
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i'm anxious about it. like not like super anxious not like it consumes me like i'll fucking get the stupid vaccine when i have to but like yeah i don't know i don't trust the medical
0: establishment i know especially it's linked so closely to the government and trying to push something out so quickly <laughs> it seems like it's a qual like a quantity thing rather than a quality See, thing yeah that's that point, where but, okay
1: because i was I like know. i didn't know what like really how to feel I wasn't feeling like anxious but I wasn't particularly thrilled obviously I mean no one is in the latter but I was like okay what is the actual like background for this and whatever but they have been like working on their like mnra or mrna vaccines since like SARS and MERS right and then they like this is the same type of vaccine that they would use and China came out with the DNA sequence in January so they've been like using Mm -hmm. What they were um, creating with the SARS one, and then like going off of that as a basis to make yeah, that. they're yeah. not I don't,
2: I don't they're not starting from scratch, but <laughs> like
1: yeah,
2: and, and, and like in terms of it being sped up, of course, normally clinical trials take a long time because you have to do a bunch of applying and like getting the resources together, and then in between mm-hmm. phases, there's time. So once you remove <laughs> all of that, you can really fast track something like this. But I still like uh, I just feel like maybe some things will be overlooked and it's not my worry isn't
0: necessarily in in the science of the vaccine itself. I think that's all sound. It makes sense. My worry is how this affects people and how it affects especially women, because throughout history and even to this day, women are so underrepresented in clinical trials. And even when they are represented, it's like they're just kind of there to tick a (laughs) box and there's not any special attention paid paid to how things affect women specifically in their health so and that's been proven throughout history so that's the part of it that i'm worried about is that the due process may not be there for women. yeah what's the health. stuff about well,
1: infertility do you know
0: yeah the controversy with that started because there was a guy who used to work for pfizer and who is not the head of Pfizer or anything, but him and this other doctor made a public claim asking the clinical trials to stop because essentially there's the spike protein in the Pfizer vaccine is very similar to a protein in women's bodies and it's called syncetin one and our bodies will react to the... Pfizer vaccine and then start pushing away that protein in our body which is responsible for like creating embryos and placentas and like healthy fertility. So they're saying that essentially everyone who gets the Pfizer vaccine, a woman of childbearing age is in fact going to be sterilized. And so the headlines are all like women sterilization because of Pfizer vaccine and all this stuff. And it's like I understand the worry Because people obviously aren't going to understand some of the science behind it. But it's also like the news sites, when they're trying to explain all this, they don't actually explain it simply. And they just say that this guy's lying. So it's like, well, both of you guys are saying the other one is lying. So why don't we just explain the information here? You know, That's the
2: worst part is Mm -hmm. it's just like you can't just call people retards and be like, listen to the experts. It's like the experts have fucked things up a million times before. And like, you need to not be patronizing to people and you need to be like, here's why you don't need to worry X, Y, and Z and lay it out. I'm sure there's an answer for that. Well, I'm not sure, but there's probably an answer for that. I'm I'm certainly open to I can (laughs) explain it.
1: Go for it. Yeah, I'll wait real quick, Um, Ains before you um, you get into that. I agree, Sonia. I feel like people are lumping in anyone who has like any anxieties about it as if they are quote unquote anti-vaxxers, which there is that whole movement, but then- People are also just being called like anti-intellectual and stupid when really the government is just really yeah. shitty at putting out clear guidelines and communicating and the like, mainstream media yeah and like literally yeah public health exactly. is like yes there are going to be side effects which was these and then like they don't provide any more information and there's just like mm-hmm. there's just such a lack a little more transparency would go yeah. a long way like and being give honest us about the like risks, a layman's term being like yeah we don't know
0: the
2: long-term yeah. uh risks of this we can't know but like yeah, you have to be transparent about that. You can't just be like, fuck you, like mm-hmm. jab this fucking needle in your arm, yeah. bitch.
0: Yeah. And like when when I first heard about this whole um ster- women's sterilization thing, too, I was so fucking worried. I was like, wow, that sounds legit, especially coming from this guy who worked at Pfizer. Like he has a doctorate, like he is ed- well educated in, in like medicine and stuff like that so i was kind of like oh well what the fuck and then the only information that i could find when i looked it up on Mm. news sites and stuff like that is just people denying it with no explanation and like fact checking it with no explanation and there was nothing on the other side so i literally had to like do my own digging to even figure out the answer to it which is kind of fucked up like if if this is being so widespread and so many people are getting like have fear in their hearts over this, then why isn't it explained better? You yeah. Know? And
2: what was the answer just real quick?
0: Okay. So the spiked protein in the vaccine is very similar to the syncytin-1 as I was talking about before, and which is the that protein that we use to the, develop the placentas and everything. And the worry is that since those proteins are similar to the proteins we make, syncytin-1, um, that the vaccination may react with our proteins and create something called cross-immunity, which is essentially our bodies attacking our own good proteins, the syncytin-1 that we make because of how our bodies are being trained to react to the spike protein in the Pfizer vaccine. So the two proteins share similarities in their amino acid sequences, like a lot of shit does, but they don't share enough information, information so that the human body would have this cross immunity effect. So scientifically, these two proteins do not cross react. So like the science of it literally explains that that is wrong. And also, the spike protein exists in the coronavirus. So the same people who are saying they're not going to get vaccinated because of this worry are exposing themselves to the exact same problem if they get infected with the virus.
2: Mm, there you have it.
0: But it's all not true. There is no cross-immunity between those two proteins, and they have studied that. Okay, so
2: there you go. Very, you that you calms heard it, a little. <laughs> Just a bunch of facts and logic from Move Over Ben Shapiro. Ainsley's in in the house. Um, What's it called? Okay, so yeah, I remember, like, again, this sort of fetishization of science, you know, Um, and, like, the experts Mm -hmm. is so irritating because even with the HPV Mm -hmm. vaccine, I was, um, because I was looking up, like, ethical issues around vaccination and shit a while ago, and there was a lot of shady Mm -hmm. shit going on when they first introduced the HPV vaccine to the American market. They tried to rush it through even though there was no like real reason to because there was no like urgent medical need as there is for the covid mm-hmm. situation and like mm-hmm. they tried to, the the pharmaceutical company was trying to make it mandatory um obviously arguing that this is for the good of the patients when they were like there actually is no the the the, be- the risks outweigh the benefits at this point for doing something like that you know you can just get women right. can just get regular paps instead of getting this when, at at this stage and there's just all this like messiness ar- surrounding it. And it's like, of course, the pharmaceutical companies don't have our backs. Like, what are you stupid? I'm not. It's not like they're sitting there like, haha, we're going to like turn everyone to a gay werewolf with our vaccine. Like, obviously, <laughs> they think that they're doing the right thing. But again, things get overlooked. Yeah. And when money's on the line, things can very easily get overlooked. So again, exactly. this is a different situation because there's a lot more scrutiny being applied to this. But Mm -hmm. I, like you guys have said, it's just you got to be understanding of people's concerns. Yeah. Who
0: are worried. Yeah. And it really worries me, too, because there were so many... Unintelligent steps taken by our government in an in an attempt to stop the spread of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Like mistakes were definitely made, and now this vaccine comes out, and it seems like a very convenient thing that our government can now jump on as the new thing to push instead of perhaps making other better Mm -hmm. choices. Right? I was
1: like, uh, I the thing I am wary of. I mean, there are side effects for like many different things. Like, or and if you caught COVID, obviously, like you would get way sicker, but. I was reading that four people in a study and I mean that's like out of however many thousand they got Bell's palsy and I was like oh my god if I I am like the one person out of like a hundred (laughs) thousand who fucking gets half a droopy face (laughs) I'll be so pissed (laughs) um it was,
0: it was a smaller focus group with that group, though, specifically. But it's still, like, four over... Like, that fucking scares the shit out of me. Imagine just getting Bell's fucking palsy yeah, after oh, you get a man. vaccine. For the greater
1: good of society, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem, right? Like, for us,
2: like, we're young. If we get COVID, we'll be fine. Yeah. So it's a hard pill to swallow yeah. for me to be, like, get this, like... Yeah.
0: And then if you don't, you can't travel. You can't go to the movie yeah. theater, blah, blah, blah. And you'll have to, like, show this card that you got fucking vaccinated it seems very orwellian yeah, I
2: you know stupid fucking world we've created what do you guys i hate, I hate it so and much. i was think
1: about um how they're going to roll it out like i know obviously they said they're going to do like essential workers first but i mean like i think i know with the uk they are doing it kind of by age and kind of by essential workers so like they they're doing like ltc residents and workers and healthcare workers then it's people 85 and plus then 80 plus and 75 plus um but I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. how Canada's going to do it. Like, I feel like there's going to be so much politics within the rollout plan because people are going to be arguing about who's an essential worker if they just make it those terms after, like, long-term care. Like, will police and paramedics Mm -hmm. or will, like, grocery store workers and, like, how are they even going to figure that out? Like, what do you you guys think that they should do it by age and going down?
0: Yeah, I honestly don't know. I think that, uh, I guess, immediately vaccinate everybody who's the most vulnerable like people with certain health conditions and people who are who are old but and then kind of go from there i honestly don't know how the fuck they would organize that and i'm very happy that it's not my
2: responsibility (laughs) yeah i don't have any opinions about details just like vaguely obviously old people And healthcare workers first. You're you're right, there's healthcare workers, but there's also essential workers who are also basically exposing themselves to the virus a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think healthcare workers probably expose themselves more um mm-hmm. but i don't know that's that's for jt to decide <laughs> so we'll see how he does with that i'm i'm
0: also worried too like maybe like i don't know if maybe they would make them mandatory in the future as like more information is obviously gleaned from how this would have any long-term effects or whatever which would be kind of weird like kind of what they do now in schools and stuff where kids aren't allowed to go unless they've been vaccinated right is this going to be a thing for everyone you're not allowed to go anywhere i just vaccinated. i just needed
1: <laughs> not actually
0: mandatory but enforced enough that they kind of are Guys, i just you know? had a
1: flashback do you remember i totally forgot you get vaccines like at school like the nurse comes in what what is it like hep b or whatever and like grade six yeah, i remember being i fucking grade fainted, seven. and then my best friend heard and came in crying <laughs> being like is she okay
2: maybe you'll faint when you get this one too I remember everyone getting the hep b
0: vaccination in middle school and then everybody went back to class and then it was this whole game all
2: day of everybody punching each other in the vaccination spot. <laughs> um well that's that that's i mean fine. there's so, there's so much to say about this but we should move on i'm right. sure we'll talk more about it in the yeah. future
0: so my story is on an article in the walrus called why we need to see images of animal cruelty by jason mcbride and so this article is really just about like him outlining new laws popping up in a few Canadian provinces that threaten access for animal rights ac- activists um, to expose certain things and prevents whistleblowers from saying anything about animal abuse. And then he also tells the story of Canadian photographer Joanne MacArthur and her work. And she's an animal rights activist and she's spent her life and her career traveling the world, taking pictures of animals and factory farms, slaughterhouses, zoos, labs, that sort of thing, just to show people the conditions of what is actually happening. And her work is amazing, and it's really highly regarded. It's been published in Washington Post, National Geographic, and stuff. Um, She also launched a nonprofit called We Animals Media with the intent of spreading these images and getting more people involved because she thinks, and the writer of this piece thinks, it's important to involve more people in witnessing the horrors that take place in animals lives all around us and that's something that maybe we are as a society inherently blind to just because of how our society works and is set up we just we are consumers we take the product and it doesn't really matter how it gets to us which is what kind of capitalism and mass consumerism causes so there were bills passed in both alberta and ontario and they prohibit whistleblowers from reporting animal abuse and prevents activists from interacting with animals on their way to be slaughtered so it's like some i don't know if you guys have ever been to one or seen one of like people outside slaughterhouses and stuff holding signs and then as the trucks pass with pigs or cows or whatever and then like you rush up and you give them a little bit of water and kind of like give them a blessing then they go in to be slaughtered or whatever so they're banning that and whistleblowers reporting animal abuse so what what do you guys think about that
2: I mean, obviously, I think that whistleblowers need to be protected. Um, whistleblower, I-, I thought, was more of like an internal thing. Like if you work there, I, I have no idea. I'm just thinking as I as I talk. Yeah. Whistleblower is like an internal thing where you like exposed from the inside. Whereas if someone's protesting, like, of course, they're going to be going somewhere where maybe they aren't really supposed to go. So it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, even if they outlaw it, quote unquote, I don't know what the penalty is, like maybe like a fine like sucks to suck but i guess yeah. part of being an activist is kind of being like i don't give a fuck i'm going to go there and uh- yeah it was a
0: couple thousand dollar fine i believe like the first one's 2500 and then the next one's 5000 yeah. or something so like that yeah so that that
2: sucks but like hopefully that doesn't um that's not enough to I don't think that would be enough to deter people. They seem pretty passionate about it and willing so to do what it takes and I don't think it would be too difficult to like crowdfund for something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is interesting cuz they're talking about it like it sounded like they were talking about it as like a property rights thing and it's like I mean, technically yeah, yeah but like obviously the purpose of this is to prevent causing trouble for these corporations and um I mean, legally mm-hmm. I don't know how you could argue against people being able to go on someone else's property but hopefully as long as the fines stay low activists will be like that won't be enough to deter activists which i think is okay wait but can
1: activists like say if it's coming out of a farm and they're on like a county road that's can't they just congregate there
0: yeah like i've been to like out of fearman slaughterhouse in brampton or whatever like i've been to to these before and it's literally like we just stood on the median and then as the trucks came you literally like oh my god i'm getting like emotional it's so sad as the trucks come we just uh like come up with our water bottles and give the pigs some water because they're fucking boiling hot it's the middle of the summer and and then they go off into fearmans and they're slaughtered right so like I understand how it is a bit a bit dangerous for people to be standing on the side of the road and all of that. I think the problem that I have mostly with that is the whistleblower thing because it's like regardless of if you're breaking onto someone's property or not, if you see something there, you're not allowed to report it. Like that's crazy. It's like if you broke into someone's house and then saw someone murder someone but you're not allowed to say Yeah, someone, like
2: whistleblowers something, should be you know? protected. I think that I don't know what the laws are yeah. on whistleblowing in Canada. Clearly, this is to prevent people from knowing what the situation is at factory farms, yeah. which is really heinous. It, it's interesting. I know the the photojournalist lady was saying, like our our tactics are working. And mm-hmm. like I am interested to know. It does seem like from my perspective, consumption of meat is lower, and people are somewhat aware of, like animal cruelty and like there's all these it's ne- definitely
0: gone up like the awareness has gone up and even like since i have been alive you know like maybe back in the day it was everybody deemed it as like some hippie yeah i remember bullshit. it was like crazy but if you were vegan everywhere. like i
2: remember when i first heard about veganism yeah. i was like what like that's fucking insane but like now it's like yeah, yeah. sure i try to cook a it's vegan a meal, like, now every once in a while yeah. um so there's that mm. and like i remember <laughs> Sean and I were like, let's try to do vegan for like a week. And I just like instantly lost five pounds. So I was like, no, 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 no. I can't do this because um, I guess <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do it properly. But like, I definitely agree that factory farming is just unacceptable. Do you think that the solution is basically just keep educating people and hope that they kind of stop and like just reduce the demand or? I th- I think
0: that um, like exposure essentially is all it is, right? like maybe get people to realize what's happening. And I think that also paired with climate change, there's a huge link there with factory farms, right? And more and more people are caring about climate change. And the first and foremost thing when you're learning about climate change that you learn to make even a small difference is to change your diet to vegetarian or go to vegan like after that. So two questions. What do you think about the
2: desensitization factor? Like, what about constantly exposing people to these images? And then it's just kind of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I
0: I was thinking about that when I was reading it. And it's it's just hard to say because so many people operate yeah. on different levels, right? Like, for me, all the times that I've seen animal cruelty, it's fucking terrible for me, which is why I adhere to mostly a vegan diet. You know what I mean? Like, that is one of the reasons besides the environmental issues. But I know other people who are like... Like They don't have those feelings, and I don't know if exposing them to pictures of animal cruelty does anything to them, because some people literally are—they don't give a shit where their food comes from, because they have that mindset where it's like, I'm alive, like whatever, the world's doomed anyway, we're all going to die anyway, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want and buy whatever the fuck I want. For me, I will never be desensitized to it, but I know people who probably would be, right? So it's, I guess it just depends on... I I also think that
1: I don't know I think and I don't know if this is ignorant or naive but I think the general population knows about how shitty factory farming is as Sonya said there's like Netflix documentaries that you could watch in like an hour and a half that cover a lot of it like it's no secret especially in the past decade how many different factories have been exposed for their improper practice I think it has to be a complete like system overhaul it's not just going to be people being like obviously this photojournalism is important to see these like conditions but i don't think it's going to really like change that much because people are so busy a lot of the times i think people don't go to veganism because they don't have time to like make the meals or, or seek the alternatives and also the alternatives are very expensive and when they're like poor and working like a full-time mm. job they don't have as much not
0: really though like vegan ingredients are not that expensive if you like but i mean learn like i think a lot of people you know? don't people even are like oh i'm gonna think be-
1: about that so i think it's the overall like yeah no
0: absolutely Ab- absolutely and like for people of lower socioeconomic status obviously it's way cheaper to go to fucking walmart and buy like a bunch of fucking pasta and a bunch of fucking cheese and you know like like cheap food is not well made food, you know what I mean? And I, I understand that aspect of it too. Well, so. um, it's what I was gonna one. say,
2: it, like, there's definitely, it's not even because look, when Sean and I were trying to save money, what's the first thing we did? We cut the fuck down on meat. Meat is very, very, mm-hmm. very fucking expensive, actually. Um, so, yeah. but of course there's the, it's like, it's culture, it's food culture. If you grew up in a family where you ate like these types of foods, good luck shifting away from that time yeah. or no time. Um, of course, like very poor people aren't going to want to concern themselves with this, which is legit. But I think that most people mm-hmm. do have, maybe not most, but a good proportion of people have the option <laughs> if we're being realistic. Yeah. And, and, but, but again, I'm, I'm a meat eater, so I'm absolutely not judging in that sense. From a systems level perspective, I mean at this point uh, the 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 industry just like depends on selling meat. There's a lobby Sean and I were watching this documentary about antibiotics and like the super bugs that have been created from their overuse in chickens. So, Mm -hmm. of course, we all know that meat used to be a luxury. So, you would only have it like every once in a while. And I think that that would be okay to do. But then they realized that by feeding animals these antibiotics, they could grow like double the size and like half the time and create these mutant animals, which is also a form of animal cruelty. But then that was seen as Mm -hmm. a good thing because hey like now more people can eat more people can eat meat more cheaply and more often and then of course it created Mm -hmm. all these fucking problems people were more unhealthy and they're consuming these antibiotics so it's like it's not just like is this is it good or bad that like we're
0: farming or consuming meat right the issue is the sustainability of it and it's not a sustainable practice right now like if you really think about it and it's also like the land use as well like even in the u.s like there's like almost 400 million acres used for agriculture and it's like i think 70 million acres are used to grow crops that we actually eat and then 127 million acres are used for livestock feed like growing food to feed animals that we eat like it's so like, we're just sucking the earth dry because of people's need for consuming this meat, like, every single day. And it's not even how humans were built. This isn't what we're supposed to be eating like. It's just yeah, not. I think
2: psychologically, too, it's not good to, like... If you at least are killing your own food, you, like, respect that process and you can, like, yeah. use the whole thing and you and it's the work you put into it too you get a reward yeah whereas we have this just like churning out of like carcasses that are like mutants (laughs) because they're fed all this like crazy shit and a lot of people i saw this thing and it was like this new product they created um and it was like a pouch of chicken pieces and it was quote for millennials Mm -hmm. because millennials think raw chicken is gross so that way you can like pour the chicken onto the pan without having to ever (laughs) touch it I haven't actually seen this in stores, so hopefully it never really took off. So but funny. it was like such a disgusting example of how far removed people like. It's like if you can't fucking touch the chicken, why the fuck are you eating it? Like, learn how exactly. to fucking carve a chicken, or like, like, there's no again respect for like the death of what is happening. Absolutely. When when I was in Guatemala a long time ago, there was like this giant hog on one of the farms. Uh, in the village that i was in <laughs> and um they were going to slaughter it one day um and and everyone was just like ew like oh my god i can't watch blah 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 and i'm like you all fucking eat meat like what do you think happens how do you think your fucking meat gets to your plate it's such a weird disassociation yeah from it just seems so silly and and hypocritical
0: yeah and this is this is the problem right like i think That like, yes, this what this article was about exposing people and showing the images of this is is a is a piece of the puzzle. But really, at the end of the day, what we need to be doing is from a younger age, teaching our kids about the realities of this, not just teaching them to envision farms as these lovely red barns with a rooster waking you up in the morning and a friendly family petting their beautiful cows as they like slowly graze the green hills, you know, like. Well, the the, de- the demand for meat is so heavy right now that farms are not fucking like that. Like they genetically alter and breed animals to be bigger, like inject them with hormones, all these antibiotics that you were talking of, and, and generally not caring that these animals are sentient, but treating them rather as a means to feed everyone. Like that's the reality that needs to be taught to younger people and just everyone, really. I think like our intol- our whole understanding and perception of where we get our food from needs a fucking overhaul i think that the entire i don't thing. know how
2: but like uh, my my perception my limited perception is that the lobby is so strong like if they just made this shit illegal it would be done right like then they wouldn't yeah. be then yeah. they but but like that's not going to happen because there's a lot of money to be made so i think that that is an important mm-hmm. focus of this i don't know yeah, how absolutely. that would be done <laughs> um but like i think <laughs> yeah. that that should definitely be uh attention
1: should be paid there sorry attention should be paid to, to lobbyists to, to
2: to to making it like illegal or putting like restrictions against doing this type of factory yeah, farming no so pre- like mass produced <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly preventing the mass production of animals because you know the, rather than like waiting mm-hmm. for everyone to i don't know learn about this stuff and make that yeah. decision then which isn't for nothing i'm not saying that but like i think the most effective way would be just to top down be like this is unacceptable yeah. you can't do this Stop it's over it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And like I I think the most interesting part of this whole argument is that like I've been having these discussions for a very long time because I've been a vegetarian since I was like 14 or whatever. And now um, there's so much more interest in it because of the whole climate change angle. It's really got a lot more attention now because the of the methane emissions coming from the cows and the land use, the deforestation, all of this shit that contributes to climate change from the factory farming standpoint is making it all way more accessible for people to understand because they're like, "Oh, now I can see that like we're doing this not just because people feel a certain way about it, but, but because it directly affects the world negatively." So, I think that that's a bonus right now.
1: Like, yeah, climate change, <laughs> doing maybe, good, doing maybe good work. will be the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's get psychedelic. <laughs> We're going to talk about this shroom boom. There's, a, there's <laughs> currently a renaissance of psychedelic psychotherapy assistance. Um, so, Vice came out with an article. A while back uh and it was based off of the 67 year old woman named mona uh from victoria bc mona
0: and she was name. granted an
1: exemption from the federal government uh which allowed her to use magic mushrooms to treat her trauma so this was very exciting for the psychotherapy world um, mm-hmm. and psychedelic world because they're combined in this um, <laughs> because this is the first instance where the Canadian <laughs> government was allowing a non-terminal, non-palliative patient to use shrooms for their treatment. And so up until this instance with Mona, um, the government only let like people who were had a certain amount of time to live use um, mm-hmm. shrooms or any other type of psychedelic stuff to deal with their depression which is kind of funny
2: i did not know that and if i was dying i would not want to do mushrooms but continue i guess there's
1: like uh i mean people get this like distress obviously if it's called death anxiety
2: (laughs) yeah no i'm I'm, i I would yeah if i was gonna die i would get some death anxiety i'm sure sonia let me tell you about death anxiety anyway
0: I just have a quick question. Is was Mona um taking <laughs> large doses of shrooms periodically so or was I she think, microdosing?
1: Because okay, I was like I, I truly was i I'm not that familiar with this type of stuff. But um I mean uh anyway, uh so <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, yeah, John. You know right. a lot about terminal <laughs> mushroom taking. <laughs> so I guess okay, with this particular like PAP um therapy, it's actually intended i thought at first it was supposed to be like micro doses but it's actually supposed to be like several macro doses because like integrated between okay. different therapy sessions because they want you to have really intense experiences that get to the root of whatever you're dealing with so they want you to trip balls right. or else it doesn't work yeah and i was like i was like oh my god i'm so <laughs> curious like how is this done and apparently like the set in setting are crucial mm-hmm. and like so you'll take the drug um and so for in this instance it's sil- psilocybin or whatever like they get- psilocybin yeah, psilocybin yeah that's it mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> um and so like you're literally in this room and you're lying down with stuff over your eyes and then you're monitored and supported by like a trained mental health professional hey I know hate, and then hate, and then hate, apparently hate, they put hate. on like evocative music <laughs> and encourage you to be introspective and open to your feelings and then if you like if any if you are you be you get more attentive to your emotions and memories and then you can like engage in the psychotherapy at any time
0: yeah it makes sense it does make sense to me and if it works for some people all the fucking power to you am i gonna go sit in a therapist uh (laughs) chair anytime soon in juice rooms fuck no but i I think it's funny that they're so
2: out of ideas with like health like mental health is such a fucking like waste (laughs) yeah waste of time and like no one knows what they're doing that they're like fuck it let's just put them on mushrooms like let's see if this works i mean let's see what happens it is, it is yeah. really
1: interesting though because in the 60s and 70s this like they were um really studying like the effects of different drugs right like M. And yeah, they, yeah the ecstasy was like
2: a weight loss drug and then they realized it made people very happy, so they would use it in like couples therapy <laughs> and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um and like for yeah. PTSD and stuff. Um, yeah, they were using I it on know. like veterans, but then like the, there's the whole countercultural movement of the 70s where people started using it un "quote unquote unwisely and then that's when the government was like <laughs> Yeah, they did. War, <laughs> on drugs, war on drugs. I know a thing or two about that. Uh yeah, so using yeah. things unwisely. Anyway, there's like this whole uh shroom boom as they've been calling it like it's kind of been um p- propagated by this nonprofit organization Thera-Syl or whatever and they have been helping terminally ill mm-hmm. Canadians get section 56 exemptions so like letting these terminally ill people whatever but then apparently they are intending to launch in January the first legal training program for doctors and therapists looking to study mm-hmm. psychedelic therapy so i think these doctors are all going to like fucking go on a retreat take some shrooms maybe take some I molly listen to skrillex and
0: <laughs> it sounds pretty sweet like i i find this all this stuff like really mm-hmm. really fascinating and depending on the outcomes of this obviously this could be really great and i do put more value in this sort of stuff with kind of more medicinal ingredients as it moves away from our de- like a, a, our society's dependence on pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. right but i do also have my reservations about this becoming commonplace as well because every time something fucking good becomes available in a capitalist society it's just co-opted by companies seeing dollar signs right before we talk more about it really could go either way i
2: obviously i'm down for people to fucking do mushrooms if they want to like the whole like institutionalized aspect to me is kind of creepy i agree it's better than giving people these stupid pills like i remember Like, my ex is a pharmacist, and he was working in, like, the ICU, and there was, like, a guy uh, who was paralyzed and terminally ill, and, like, obviously his life sucked, and so they diagnosed with him with depression, and they put him on SSRIs, (laughs) and they're like, are the SSRIs working? And it's like, oh, like, you're depressed? It's like, of course he's fucking, quote, depressed. He can't move or talk and he's going to die like is that even depression at that point i don't even know and then and then they yeah, give him antidepressants like shit. it's just so and then he just like lives out the rest of his days in the living hell in a hospital but i don't know that really disturbed the shit out of me something like this is definitely i mean i'm definitely interested like i um mm-hmm. I, i'm sure they'll fuck it up somehow but like sure why <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> inevitably they will fuck this yeah, up. yeah <laughs> it's
1: interesting because with Oh my God, guys! I forget how to say it. C- 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 Cecilia, bin psilocybin. De- L- say bin. Um, so, Just say mushrooms. Um, mushrooms. Just say zoomies, with, these <laughs> zoomies. Man. with the zoomies. Okay, I guess particularly with this, like, it, they reduce activity in our brains' like <laughs> default mode network, which is where we create our sense of self and where our ego comes from. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so our ego, so um when you take the zoomies it reduces the activity in that area so your your ego kind of shifts from the foreground to the background so they're kind of looking at this treatment um I mean not for someone who's dying because they're going to die like in a couple months but for people who are struggling with like Mm -hmm. PTSD or depression or whatever like that having like um scientifically like what it does to your brain allows you to have these more deep meaningful like mystical experiences where you come to like realizations you may not have been able to realize like about the root causes of things as mm-hmm. opposed to like putting a band-aid on it um yeah it probably like it could yeah, help absolutely. you be like because oh, i
2: remember i mean this wasn't from mushrooms but one time i was really high and i understood the meaning of life <laughs> yeah. like this is how fucking yeah this is how there made, like impacts <laughs> me so like ridiculously but i was like oh my god i understand the meaning of life holy shit and i was like i need to write this down i'm gonna make millions like and you forgot like i tried to like write it down maybe it was on mushrooms because i remember like trying to write it down and all that came out was like a weird squiggle and i was like whoa yeah you cannot write when you're on mushrooms i got really distracted by that and then i forgot the meaning of life you guys it was so annoying god damn it we almost had it but like i mean it's interesting because I've had such bad experiences on mushrooms <laughs> it's like they yeah. seem very like uh, confident well, in Sonia this. maybe you weren't using but it's them also wisely. like you're very
0: irresponsible about dosage when you're younger too right you're like yeah, yeah I'm gonna fucking eat four <laughs> fucking grams of mushrooms I don't care who I got them from either I don't think it's down Is to just someone grew them in their I shit, think it's you like
2: because <laughs> like when I would drink and do them it would always be fine because I'd be kind of I'd have like a, like a baseline of calmness mm-hmm. a
0: buffer um, yeah, yeah. so
2: like I I've done them since i've stopped drinking like a decent amount and it usually was not that great um so mm-hmm. i think it's like because people do kind of talk about them like they're going to give you these wonderful experiences and that's just not necessarily true and i could see myself if i was mm-hmm. terminally ill taking them and going into like a dark dark hole and being like oh my God, I wasted yeah. my life. And it like, goes the other way, right? <laughs> There's monsters yeah. With everywhere. any trip, like
0: any trip can. Yeah. But I guess if you're using them in a therapeutic sense to address why you're going into that dark place and discuss it and feel it while you're feeling it instead of just like hiding in a corner while your friends are all continuing <laughs> on, you know? It might be, might be a different thing. But like, yeah, I agree with that whole thing too because like every single time that I've done shrooms, I have like relatively had a good time. But shrooms make me feel physically ill. Mm. So like the last time I did them, it was fun for like half an hour, and then I was literally just curled up in a ball watching y'all run around like fucking crazy people, and I was just like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I've also had diarrhea for like six hours. Wait, so this is Nancy, great. Was I
1: with oh no! You- oh my god, Kate, okay, no, you weren't with me. I was with uh our other friends, but we like was when i was going to western and we like walked through the western campus and i was like analyzing the architecture of the buildings i was like of course (laughs) ivy's made out of mirrors and glass so that all the all the men going inside could see their reflections (laughs) being like oh the comparative literature building like blah 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 it's just looking back i'm like what the fuck
2: um (laughs) the best trip i ever had um i had been watching lost at the time and i was like i am john locke i like realized that (laughs) i am like that archetype or that personality and i was like on my own but i was totally okay with it like you know when everyone's kind of doing their own thing and being weird i was kind of like separate from them and i was just like that is okay like i can do my own thing and like i am secure <laughs> and like i don't need other people's like validation or like not not support mm-hmm. but i don't know i just it was such a like positive realization and insightful experience and i've never had a, a, mm-hmm. a like experience like that ever since then
0: even even when i was having like that shitty time the last time i did shrooms because i felt ill like it brought me such joy observing all of my friends like I was like I am so in love with every single one of these people for very different reasons you know (laughs) like just opening opening the door and just seeing like who I think it was Sid just like with her pants and underwear like down around her ankles looking in the mirror with like a face mask on and she just turns to me and says I am moon and And then I just I remember being sitting on the couch later just like snuggling boon And then just hearing giggles in the backyard, and I just like turn around and look out the window, and there's just a human pyramid of all my (laughs) girlfriends. I was like, oh my God, I love you guys so much. Like, yeah, I (laughs) mean, maybe if people
1: were taking shrooms all the time, then we would have a greater sense of
0: community. I mean, maybe society would be a lot more rad and groovy. But the reason we even
1: need to take
2: shrooms is like because of these. Walls that like to society creates. Yeah. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> our I know that sounds condition. really dumb, yeah. but we are constantly overstimulated. There's always <laughs> something that we're paying attention to, and our ego, our sense of our egos in the modern world, is extremely strong. Mm. But that's what the point of insight meditation is, right? Like you sit in a quiet space and you like let your mind calm down and then you are able to access parts of yourself mm-hmm. that aren't your ego and then aren't attached to your like stupid ideas of your identity and like your sense of self and stuff like that and people yeah. who don't live in the modern world i think had a naturally more ability to access parts of that and like I don't know there's just so much of modern life that makes us sick and then we have to fucking take mushrooms to like undo it it's just we're (laughs) all sick
1: i think that for the next episode we should all macro dose on silly oh my god
2: God. honestly i'm like intrigued we actually should do a fucking i i
0: I want to but i'm gonna keep some pepto-bismol i'll probably like let's do it for our new year special
2: Oh my god! I used I used
0: to have to do that in high school. I remember whenever we did shrooms, I would I would have to go buy a thing of Pepto Bismol and I'd like chew some mushrooms, swallow, and then chase with Pepto Bismol because they make me feel so sick. I like the taste well, of them. Disgusting! Ew! Mushrooms I don't know. are there's fucking something, gross. There's also, about so them that I that <laughs> it's okay for. for
2: me. Like I, they don't really make me feel physically too ill.
0: I have to mentally prepare for eating mushrooms. Like not in this, in that sense. Just the
2: eating yeah. of it. <laughs> it is just so disgusting. We'll for make me. you a sandwich. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I could deal with that. You know. We should get a. We should get a sound effect for the absolute unit. Yeah. We should just like
0: wah, wah, wah. Yeah. No,
2: but what if it's a good one? It's got to be like wah, wah. Yeah, it's got to be neutral enough so that people can read in what they want. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So the absolute unit this week. Um, Okay, so here's the story. This past week, the sons of Randy Hillier, who is an MPP for Lenark Frontenac Kingston, were arrested and charged for public intoxication in a situation that occurred outside the Golden Arrow pub and eatery. So it's a pretty crazy story. (laughs) Um, What happened is his sons were at this bar with one of their friends and Hillier, the MPP, is claiming that their friend is medically exempt from wearing a mask. (laughs) quote unquote, which like mm, eyebrow raise. Uh, but they were all refusing to wear masks at this bar, like all of them, not just the guy who was medically exempt. And so the bar owner asked them to leave. And then they started hurling insults and using offensive and abusive language. And so the owner of the bar obviously called the cops. The OPP showed up and escorted one of his sons and their friend from the bar. And then the other son followed them apparently. And they all refused to leave the area and then became quote unquote assaultive of with officers, Which is what the cops were saying. And then, which resulted in one of the sons being tasered and two of them, the other two, the son and their friend, were arrested and charged with public intoxication. And the one son who was tasered just got detained and wasn't charged with anything, but they were all released the next day. And so it's just hilarious. And Hillier's been on... Twitter defending his sons, claiming that the one son was tasered in the back and that all they did was explain that their friend was exempt from wearing a mask. But people are obviously quickly putting that down, being like, he wasn't arrested for standing up for his rights. He was arrested for, like, assaulting officers and being fucking drunk, you know. Hillier also was on Twitter, like, saying a bunch of stupid shit. And he, he suggested that the OPP's actions may have been related to him in the same week, complaining on Twitter about them and that they were entering businesses and threatening $100,000 fines to store owners who are exempt from wearing masks. So the whole thing is just hilarious. Like, Hillier is a fucking dipshit. His sons are dipshit. So I guess this week's absolute unit is an absolute conglomerate with the Hillier Hillier, family.
1: I I literally remember everyone in the caucus hated him and, like, didn't want him to be in it anymore because there was some (laughs) other drum. He looks there like was a some other drama of with him like a couple years ago, and I'm like racking my brain as to what it was. Like, I think he went against one of their bills or something, or like spoke out against like the autism plan or whatever. But I remember I met him at like Perfect. a children's <laughs> aid society, and like he was just one of those people who just like you didn't want to talk with. Like, even like, hey, how are you was too much. Yeah. It was like painful. Well, it's interesting
2: that he's trying to ride that A cab wave. I mean, I would do it too. If I ever get arrested, I'm going to be like, the police are. <laughs> authoritarian nazis guys
0: remember yeah. is there video footage of just what so happened f- i i haven't been able to find any because oh, i think it happened like it although it sounds like a big story i'm pretty sure it happened relatively quickly it was like 10 minutes of them taking them out of the bar yeah no no, no no. i'm just them. i'm just curious I'm sure somebody oh, usually probably
1: there's, what? So i just I remember okay i just it. looked it up so he was actually kicked out of the pc caucus because it was during <sighs> one of the um in the legislature, he was, some like parent was talking about their kid with autism and then he referred to it as being like yada, yada, yada. And he said the yada, yada, yada. And there was all these like Seinfeld <laughs> references to that. Um, And then he was kicked out of the caucus. So I think he's independent now. Anyway, that's very funny. Oh, it runs in the blood. called it?
0: Yeah, the whole thing is just hilarious. It's like he and he, like Hillier going on Twitter trying to like defend them, being like, they tasered my son in the back. And like all they were doing was standing up and saying that their friend was medically exempt. And then ev- like all of the people who were at the bar and the owners and the people who called the cops and the cops are all like, no, they were belligerent. They were drunk. They were screaming abusive language. They refused to leave the property. And they weren't wearing masks following public safety guidelines and then they were arrested for it. Like you're you're wrong, buddy. What <laughs> like, a guy. People will oh, say anything for their kids. Bunch of fucking yunai over there <laughs> in that family. The Hilliers going strong, eh? Alright guys, yeah. I gotta
1: go. My name is Okay.